0: One, two, one, three. Hi, I'm Tally. Hi, I'm Tony, and we're book lovers who are lazy. Hi, hello everyone. We are back with a brand new wrap. <laughs>
1: Bringing you the same four books. No, this time we're not talking about the same four fantasy
0: books we always talk about. Because they're um, part of a series. Yeah. <laughs> and we were specific that we were going to do standalones this week. So
1: I have fished in the bottom of my barrel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the very few standalones
1: I have ever read.
0: And I cut my very long list <laughs> into five <laughs> with a bonus offer.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah. If I'd have, like, given it someone thought, I probably could have come up with more than five. But then I basically just went through what I have read in the last couple of years and what stood out the most. Mm. And that's what
0: made the cut. It's a very sophisticated process. I approve. <laughs> I think this is very logical and scientific. Exactly. <laughs> how things always are, because we're professionals. We are totes professionals. We read lots. <laughs> um. Cries and hasn't read in weeks. <laughs> Um, I've been a very, very good girl lately. Me and you just can't be on the same page either. I'm reading a lot or you're reading a lot. There's no There is no middle ground. No, no. Like no. this is the way it is. I have started a lot of books recently. Much good. I've just been like nah, started a new one. Like nothing's <laughs> kept my attention.
1: Oh, okay. No, so I've been also took your advice and I know you advised me on something. I don't know if you remember it. Oh my god. <laughs> Do so, you know I was like complaining about how I keep running out of podcasts to enjoy and then like stories don't like, last the month on the credit and you were like, what well, about the Audible like included library? Oh yes. And I just went completely silent because I was like, I'm aware of it. I just haven't looked.
0: <laughs> and there's loads of really good stuff on Horror stores on there. Oh okay. Oh I have yeah. to check it and out. loads of um, Grady Hendrix. Yes. Yes. Do it. <laughs> um, so
1: I listened to a retelling of Doctor Checker. Jekyll and Hyde. What was it called? It's like Eleanor and... Eleanor Ridley. Something Eleanor and Harriet or something like Ooh, that. Oh, sounds interesting. It was, it was okay. Mm. That one was a bit of a swing and a miss, I won't lie to you, because your yeah, Henrietta and Eleanor are retelling. It's still done very much in the style of those kind of novels. Where it's always done as like someone telling the story after the incident has happened. Oh maybe not the best acting. Even though I think this has got some quite big names acting in it. It's very much like, oh, you won't believe like what I've just seen. I can't even describe it. Like here, have a whiskey and there's like the sounds of the whiskey oh, pouring.
0: Yeah. So like it's hit and miss like when a this radio play. sound Yeah. It's
1: like a a BBC radio play, but it's It probably audio...
0: was at some point perhaps.
1: Yeah, it's an audiobook and like oh. I don't know, the 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 main narrator he lives
0: with his Friend. Oh, and and historians said they were just good friends. <laughs> yeah, and I was
1: like, why make a modern retelling and then have two? Because I genuinely thought they were partners. And I was like, how progressive? Like this very old-fashioned BBC style one has mm. got male partners. It no. There's a bit where one of them gets attacked, and he's like, "Someone's attacked my friend." And I was like, "Dude, I thought like they talk about like you coming home for dinner. I've cooked you dinner. I'm gonna make you breakfast. It's like whiskey,
0: like John Locke."
1: Yeah. That
0: they never really went forward with, even though they should have.
1: So And that was the bit that was a bit like, because oh, like the Jekyll and Hyde are women in this. Um, oh,
0: how progressive. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and like, He
0: swapped it, the genders. So <laughs> sure, that one was a bit of a swing and a miss. Have you seen that? She's the man on <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he's, he's the man, she's Yeah. The, oh, <sighs> But he, then he's all, no, he's all that, is it? Because it's, it's just she's yeah, all he's that all remake. That. Yeah, but but um, they swapped it and got really bad so actors. So cheesy. <laughs> Sorry, you proceed.
1: Uh, but I started um, listening to the Bone Witch. Oh, that freaked. sounds spooky. It's so good. I only listened. I'm not that far into it. I was listening to it while I was cleaning. But it's in the included library.
0: I've got so many. I was like,
1: yep, yeah, yeah, add to my list. Add to my list. You know one of those ones where you just listen to the first bit and I was like, sold. Yeah. So yeah, I've been making my way through them because... I'm making my way down there. <laughs> <laughs> I've officially reached the age where I don't really enjoy new music that much, so I haven't got that much to add to my playlists.
0: Wait, you mean you don't just re-listen to one album that you loved when you were 13?
1: <laughs> Can't do that. It Ball, bores me. I have to. I, and, and I over-listen to it and ruin it.
0: Mm. So at the
1: moment I've ruined a lot of things because of working from home
0: you've been listening to a lot
1: I've been listening to a lot of stuff Mm. and a lot of comfort stuff that's like just stick it up and I've ruined a lot of things for myself
0: Yeah. so now
1: I'm just like constantly hunting for new stuff so I'm probably going to make my way through all of the Audible original original library Yeah.
0: (laughs) but it's so good that all them are available as part of your yes I think because they lost a lot of subscribers and they realise they had to do something.
1: I mean you get, to be fair I thought it was a good system because you get one credit a month for like for seven ninety nine. I think it is mm. and then you can get any priced audiobook for that so there are some yeah. audiobooks that are like 25 quid.
0: Yeah I think it's because of the whole it came out that if you return the book
1: Oh yeah the authors don't get it, the yeah, money so yeah. I think
0: they lost a lot of people and also people just trying to step away from Bezos a bit I think Yes so they had to they had to reinvigorate what they were offering, basically.
1: I'm not that principled when it comes like all my books do come from Amazon, yeah, I have audible. <laughs> I would um probably have Kindle if I wanted to expand into more books by oh, like buying Kindle the paper well, ones well, yeah, yeah well, I have them um, free
0: and I like do, I really do Amazon Prime for t v
1: yeah, it is what it is.
0: I lot of master the Jerry Amazon <laughs> Yeah. so yeah, yeah i have been reading a lot lately and i have not is um, the crux of this basically have that was our tangent just cause cause not one book we haven't started this topic <laughs>
1: so today we're going to share five I think we told them we were doing standalone. yeah five we, did, stand-alones. we definitely yeah. did. yeah five cool. standalone books it's five standalones um do you want me to go first yeah go on you go first because I feel like you've had to do a lot of talking today <laughs>
0: uh, so this is the second episode we've recorded today and I apologize in advance and it is advanced this time yeah we worked out the order it's in advance um, uh, well we're gonna split the next one into two I spoke um, for two hours about horror books
1: it was enjoyable though yeah it's I, very I've got exciting. a lot of things to think about
0: to read. if you haven't subscribed yet do and if you like the sound of my voice imagine how good my writing is why don't you hire me (laughs) to
1: write for your blog she just got to sprinkle that in okay thanks bye (laughs) i'm
0: not playing for myself for a while natalie (laughs) toplift natalie (laughs) (laughs) toplift.com hi hi (laughs) otherwise we
1: won't have time to do this anymore
0: (laughs) yes help me help (laughs) us. I thought that was a good. Help. I thought that was a good leeway in the job. That like, was
1: really yeah. smooth. I was really with it.
0: That. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Where am I going with this? I know I'm going to plug myself somehow, but how?"
1: Yeah, you can read my blog. It's not. I don't make a living from it, but I have one. Uh,
0: you there. you upload more often than me. <laughs> uh,
1: I at this point when we're recording, I have missed two weeks because oh, I I, I scheduled in advance and I was doing really well. And then, but, sleeping issues happened. Once. No, not sleeping. Just. So much procrastination, and lots of work procrastination, so I'm having to sometimes make websites. make <laughs> up in my own time, work time, and it's just, it's all, it's, it's a all a time. lot of fun and games,
0: at the moment. <laughs> Being an adult is awesome. There's
1: just not enough time. Now I have to sleep, and I realise how I used to do so many things and have so many hobbies, it's because I just didn't sleep. And it's majorly inconvenient. I've made sleep a part of my life, <laughs> and that I need it to function well. Okay. I didn't use. I could do four hours. I could function so well, and no one could
0: tell. And now I'm useless on four hours. See, I'm the opposite. Before I was a mum, mm. I would go to bed at like nine o'clock, sleep solidly till the morning, oh, get up, yeah. go to work, come home, and have a two-hour nap before I'd done anything my yeah. evening. Whereas now, the longest I can sleep is three hours. Because of my child yes <laughs> and i miss those days when i slept a lot i used to literally be a cat
1: yeah no i've never been one of those people that i sleep in
0: mm, but i as can't in, do a sleep in.
1: i no longer can sleep past 10 naturally like i'll i'll wake up and make myself go back to sleep
0: because i uh, don't have a child i'm sorry no no it's fine. <laughs> like my body is like uh, get up and get dressed. <laughs> You're wasting the day. So I'll just come and sit on TikTok for an hour. <laughs> no wasting here. Oh, and when the little one gets to me about half five, and I'm like, oh, I could read for an hour whilst mm. he's like entertained with a TV show. Because at that time in the morning, I'm not entertaining him. Yeah. I'm um, like, or I can sit on TikTok for an hour. So that's what I do. And stare
1: at the glowy screen mm. and the pretty videos. <laughs> okay, should we start? Yeah, ten minutes in. Let's... <laughs>
0: Whoops. Okay, uh,
1: so, this is not in order of preference, and no. this is not, like, me telling you the best books I've ever read. They're just the five that stand out. Yep. I'm gonna, gonna preface that. The Martian. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I read that. I think I spoke about it briefly before, mm. but I really enjoyed it, and I was so... Because I, I liked the film. This is the kind of things that my dad makes me watch, and then I end up liking them, and I'm like, God damn it.
0: When we spoke about this before, was an indie author one, yes. and we spoke about it in relation, the and science. that author is actually a scientist. Yes! Which I'm... one was it? Was it Glacier Haven? Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be chaos. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> the first one was really well done. <laughs>
1: this is why they're always like this, because are usually tired. You.
0: Yeah, we do it so
1: late at night. Oh my god, yeah, So the first we've one, we cracked it.
0: <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't that tired. You, you got very tired during it, just listening to me talk about. And Harvard. I found it
1: interesting, but also,
0: and we've got coffee, but it's just obviously not. It's just chaos. Anyway, anyway it's a chaos episodes. Let's, uh, yeah, let's just deal with it. So yeah, it's
1: about a group of astronauts, and then one of them gets stranded on Mars, and it's just about how he uses basically science to survive on Mars for I think it ends up being like over two years before they can come and rescue him.
0: Like in total. Yeah.
1: He actually to my Damon's credit, he plays Mark Watney really well. Because like Mark Watney's really dry and sarcastic. And like the opening line of the book is like well I'm fucked, I'm truly fucked. (laughs) And like it just it just sells you. And like he swears at NASA and like all sorts of stuff. Brilliant. Because NASA are like like when, they, when he finally gets communications to them again and that's are telling him to do things and he's like tell them the fuck off I'm stranded on Mars. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not doing that.
0: <laughs> oh, you'd be like that though, wouldn't you? You yeah. don't bother me. <laughs> what are you gonna
1: do? <laughs> I'm on Mars. What are you gonna do? i <laughs>
0: king of Mars, it <laughs> Takes you
1: nine months to get here. What are you gonna do? <laughs> and it, it's just it's really interesting like because he really goes into the science of like, how could you survive with the resources he has? Like he makes a potato farm. Like you've seen the film, this isn't news to you. But he like he has like five potatoes that were sent up with them because they were supposed to be up in space for Thanksgiving. So he uses those like five potatoes to create a potato crop, and it's like, how in Mark's atmosphere can I create a viable crop? Mm and how do I do that within my habitation space, and, like, it's, but it's all, like, science, but it's presented in a way that I enjoy, where he's just, like, like, he literally's like, I need to science the shit out of this to survive, I like and, that. like, that is, if science had been taught to me like that, I would have been, like, yes. Yeah. yeah, like,
0: if they'd said to you, like, well, that in order to grow potatoes on Mars, this is what you need to do, you'd have been, like, yeah, into it.
1: Yeah, and it's done this, obviously done that very dry, sarcastic tone of like, of course I haven't got any of this fucking resource that I need to so like, do this, and then I'm going like, and then he'll go into the math of it as well, and it's it's really well, it's funny as well, like Mike Watney is funny, and it's just interesting like how he how he survives and stuff like that, which I don't know if that's, is is that is awesome. that is that what his name is,
0: the author's name or the character's name or both.
1: Uh, the character's name. Uh-huh. uh It's Andy Weir is the
0: author. Oh, yes, yes, I'm so yes. impressed I remember that. Yeah. Go me. Um, he, he wrote a lot of other ones, definitely. not
1: he? So The Martian was his first one, mm. and he has... The copy I... When I first read it, I was actually travelling, and the copy I read had an essay from him in it. Like, not really an essay, but, like, explaining how it came about. He essentially had a blog. It was, like, yeah. a physicist blog, or... It might be a different scientific perspective. But he's, a science blog. He's a science
0: blog. <laughs> a science dude. <laughs> well,
1: scientists get really offended if I mix it up. I was like, oh, yeah. sorry.
0: <laughs> Come on, you are someone that works with scientists, so you know this. I work with squishy scientists.
1: Squishy um, scientists. But our editor is obviously a physicist. <laughs> so if I ever mix up what kind of science he was, they'll be annoyed. I know how much they care about this stuff and chemistry and ah. Uh, you do things. Um. <laughs> You do things. You do science things. You do science. So he had a science things blog, <laughs> and he essentially started writing this story as like a fun way to basically work out how could a guy survive on Mars. Squishy science. It's, our editor <laughs> yes. calls it squishy science.
0: What does that mean? Like...
1: Because it's biology.
0: Squishy science. <laughs> the science squishy things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so distracted by that. description. squish. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah. So this is a non. Well, actually, he's a botanist, Mark Watney, the character. So this is how we're gonna shoehorn that related <laughs> that in. Um, yeah, so that's how he manages he's to work a botanist, out like, the food
0: situation. Yes,
1: because he was sent up there to examine the soil from to, Mars to botany, to do botany, and then he has another. I think it's like chemistry or something. He has another the character, but anyway, so the guy who wrote the book did it a chapter at a time on his blog just for the hell of it
0: just to work out if it could yeah, if it would be possible basically just for fun. and then yeah. it did
1: really well and then it got picked up by publishers very fairly quickly and then within a very short time of being published it became a film mm. like this all happened in i think a one to two year span that's good and then he's really yeah he's done a he's done artemis which yeah. was really good as well that's about people living on um the, the moon or
0: mars that's got a blue cover, hasn't it? Yes. All the covers look really good together. If yeah. If you get the right cover. It's
1: not just that. The character in Artemis... i like, the
0: covers are good. <laughs> yeah.
1: But, like, the character in Artemis is a female protagonist where you, she's narrating. Mm. And I can't tell it's
0: written by a man. What? That's, like, very unheard of. I have of.
1: never read a woman so well written by a man. You just need a science
0: person to do it.
1: Yeah. Like, I would... That's it. Because my dad So there it. was
0: none of the boobing down the stairs or anything like
1: that? No. Like, I have never... Like, maybe this is a personal opinion, but this is the one thing I said to my dad about it after I read it, was, like, I've never read a book by a man where it's a female narrator from her point of view, and it's really well written.
0: I cannot say I've read any it. like
1: and that kind of testifies to like, how good the author is, I guess. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, um, I,
0: I mentioned in next week's episode, or the episode oh. after, about Riley Sager, and he always does everything from female protagonist point of view. Yeah. I I feel like or you, you can should tell it's written by a man. you should just do it from a male point of view.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so, so that's Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, his other books are quite. I haven't read his most recent one, which I can't remember the name of. But I do want to read it. He's just a good author. He really draws you in. Like the characters are just really well done. So that's one of those ones that got turned to a film that is actually pretty decent. Yeah. And lived up to it. A few, <laughs> a few of mine I've got
0: here, were
1: films. So that's my number one.
0: I like it my number one
1: mm-hmm.
0: The Starless Sea
1: ah uh, yeah did you put it on your list Anna? no it's not. I
0: was wondering if it would be Erin uh, Morgenstern
1: yeah I mean I enjoyed it but I don't it's not like a a top five I don't know why
0: no it's really really fun it really draws you in as you'll learn from my list I'm well, actually no you might not mm, kind of I, I really enjoy oh, what people often refer to as plotless books mm. I'm all about the atmosphere and I feel like the Starless Sea could potentially be put in that category. Yeah. Although people say Night Circus is very plotless and I've not read I that yet. I have read that yet, no. no. So Tony recently read The Starless Sea and she's actually gone into great detail about it in a yes. previous, last week's well, I tried? Yeah, I
1: tried to untangle all the different plot yeah. lines and they're
0: very complicated. Yeah, so it follows, you, you, you've read it most recently so you'll yeah. probably have to jump in, follows Ezra mm-hmm. and he... Uh, he kind of uncovers like a secret society, almost
1: like underground library. Yeah, yeah. But it's
0: like a mystical library which should just sell it to everyone right Yeah, now. but the stories and it's kind of a have story a story within a story yeah. within a story. Yeah. But then the stories in
1: the library have lives of their own, yeah. and they write their own objects. Like written
0: words become objects in the library, and like yeah, yeah, it's just so good. So there's like a story about a pirate yeah there's a story and this is like in like different chapters of it appear throughout the book yeah and
1: like you'll be doing ezra's story and he finds the book that has the story about the pirate that you read at the start and like all that kind of stuff it's very hard to untangle
0: yeah and it's kind of hard to explain really isn't it it's just it's just great i really love books like that like i love plotless books and i like books that you really struggle to detangle that, that is my vibes.
1: Yeah, like, that was my first... After I read that, I was like, I don't know how to explain this to someone no. else. I've been procrastinating about the blog about that one, actually. Because yeah, I literally was like, I don't do you know do how it. to explain this. Yeah.
0: Unless you just literally break it down and, like, describe characters or something. Without spoiling it, yeah. Yeah, so it's really good. It's about, like, yeah, as Tony said, like, an underground mystical library. Mm. And that's more or less all I can really think yep. to say about it. Just read it. Yeah, You'll soon know whether it's for you or not. And... Just, just if you vibes. feel like it's not for you push through
1: <laughs> yeah like it's one of those ones you maybe would find yourself persevering a bit if you're tired because mm. then it's like you're kind of always a bit going what what is happening
0: yeah you need to like but the main character yeah. is
1: also always going what is happening yeah <laughs> that's
0: the thing like it's a little bit of like he well he's on the he's on the journey with you yeah, yeah. He also has no clue.
1: <laughs> but it's it's one of those ones. If you enjoy literature and books, you'll love
0: it. Yeah. So the author's a big fan yeah. of gaming. Yeah. Like there's lots books. of gaming themes. There's so many and, like, nerdy references. Like. Yep. Yeah. And lots of harry potter references yeah she's obviously a millennial because there's harry potter references <laughs> which i've seen some gen z people on tiktok saying why do millennials always have to put harry potter references in their books and i was like no they don't and i was like wait yeah they do yeah <laughs> there's always like a comment about what house they would be in or something like that yeah I mean? and i was like yeah maybe it is overplayed but in this it's not
1: yeah no it's just like a subtle thing again yeah. anyone who grew up loving literature from like the 90s which these characters yeah i done. think
0: that's like i've Think unless you were at the right age, you wouldn't understand the actual cultural impact that Harry Potter had on a huge generation of people, and not just
1: that, on children's literature in general. Yeah, like it it renewed and like changed the genre. Mm-hmm. Whatever Definitely. we think about, she who must be not yeah. be named. I mean, which I've we've talked about before. <laughs> we
0: literally read it in school as, yeah. a, as an assigned book. Like
1: we had Harry Potter days. Yeah, like costume days.
0: Yeah, and it was like the only book or like. Probably the first book where people queued up at midnight to collect it. Yeah. Like that's normal in the gaming community. I've been yeah. to collect games loads of times at midnight. I think this was probably the first time a book was treated that way, and
1: it, where an author became a celebrity. That's that's a that's yeah. a very new thing. That's the last twenty. Well, that used to happen in the olden days. Yeah, yeah. But like in our time the last 50 years or so it's only really since the 90s it's been the celebrity authors the Stephen Kings the Neil Gaiman yeah. like the celebrity like authors. social
0: media definitely helps in that yeah. but i do feel like in many ways the author of harry potter has has led a lot of the stuff not yeah. not not necessarily her but it was just the perfect time and she Well like,
1: like the internet had really yeah. just come about you grew up with the books like as you aged the characters
0: aged yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you know, I'm now at that age that they are in the epilogue or whatever. And it's, yeah. And it's crazy to me. Oh, God, Because I was the same that. age when I read them or whatever. You know, it's just...
1: You know it's not 19 years later since you were
0: 17. Yeah, but I was a couple of years older. Yeah, but they couldn't have been in their 40s or whatever when they were having kids, could they?
1: Well, it's... The I thought they were like the mid-30s. The epilogue is 19 years later. And they're 17. Right. And 18 when... I thought they the were in
0: their mid-30s in the epilogue.
1: No, because it says 19 years later. Yeah, it
0: does say that. And they're 17 when the book's I end. can't do that maths. How old would they be? They would... <laughs> Should I use my calculator? <laughs> 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 just, let's just knuckle under and use the calculator. Yeah, let's just not even pretend. We've been here talking for two hours. We're tired. <laughs> 36. Yes, they're mid-30s. Yeah, so okay. I'm not far off that. Ew! Yeah. <laughs> Boo for you! Yes. <laughs> no. oh man, so they had kids really far. Fu- I mean, no, we know that. Yeah, that was how. Yeah.
1: Hey, we just survived a war. Let's have some babies, mm-hmm. aren't I? <laughs> but anyway,
0: Yeah. So, so. Starless Sue, Yeah. Good. Good book. Yep. I I will come back to you when I read Night Circus and let you know. I do want to read it. It looks cool. It's got circus vibes, which after yeah. libraries are also a yep. really cool thing.
1: And, like, it's all about liminal spaces as well,
0: like circuses, libraries, they're liminal spaces. And the covers are gorgeous on all of them.
1: <laughs> yes. She understood the assignment. <laughs> yeah.
0: that You <laughs> could tell she's a book lover.
1: Yeah. Go um, on
0: then, give all right, me one. So my
1: next one is, and I really struggle to say this name, not because it's a hard name, but just because my mouth can't do it. Eleanor Oliphant is completely
0: fine. I thought it was Oliphant. So, it's
1: only because I've seen some videos where they pronounce it, <laughs> it earlier
0: Oh, i think it's Eleanor often. So blame Instagram. If yeah. that's oh, right. I might have worked that out just reading it myself yeah. inside that. Yeah, I've read this. Yes. Tell me more.
1: So, Eleanor... Eleanor. Her, her name is such a problem so I'm just going to call her Eleanor. Yeah. Even Eleanor Rigby. <laughs> the book makes you want to refer to her by full name the whole time. Mm. She's kind of like an odd, quirky woman uh, and she... Goes, works all day, doesn't speak to her colleagues really, apart from like, chit-chat, but she goes out of her way to avoid that. Then on the weekend she goes home and speaks to no one, because she lives by herself. And you get, kind of at the start, you get a hint that there's something in her past. Yeah. And you don't really know, you know she's odd, but you don't, until she starts interacting with other people more, you don't really know. She has like not well
0: set routine.
1: Yeah, every Friday she goes. She gets a frozen pizza, a bottle of a bottle of vodka. It's wine on Fridays. Clearly, an alcoholic. Yes, (laughs) like pizza, wine from the local offie, and she gets the same. Like she'll get the same bus, the same um, ready meal every day, and then she goes home on a Friday, drinks all weekend, speaks to no one. Goes back to work
0: and does it all over. And her. she
1: goes out of her way to like completely cut herself off from the world, which is the whole, the whole thing of like, Eleanor's completely fine. But yeah, she's fine. Yeah, and she's so obviously not fine.
0: I don't know if it's ever actually mentioned, but she's she's on the spectrum of some description. Has she? Do they? It not explicitly say that. No, ever. but she's she
1: clearly is. Yeah.
0: Or she's just so
1: severely traumatized, which is from, you find yeah. out later in the book why. And then, basically, a new co-worker starts who doesn't know the rule of, like, don't speak to Eleanor. Yeah, you um, leave her alone. And he speaks to her, and they happen to be walking out of the building together when there's is he
0: Is he the IT dude? The IT guy, yeah. yeah.
1: Raymond. Um, I looked up his name before we started. You're on it today. I know. <laughs> and they walk out the building, and an old man gets hit, um hit by a car, and they have to help him. But Eleanor's like, I'm just going to catch my bus. I'm going to yep. be late.
0: I, I need to get my bus. And he's to like doing my routine.
1: Help her. She's psychopath.
0: Yeah, and she's like, um, yeah, but I need to get my bus.
1: And then like, her and Raymond start to visit this old man in the hospital, and then through that they get in touch with his family. Who're like, thank God you were there. You saved him. And then. As, like, Raymond, on the way to hospital, sometimes has to drop by to see his mum. And then, Ellen was suddenly speaking to people and having a social life. And yeah. He starts inviting her places.
0: He really, like, elbows his way in, doesn't he? Yeah.
1: And then, he would just, like, turn up at her house and be like, we're socialising. And she's like... <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh she's got a cat hasn't she
1: no Has she? she's a plant that a she plant. named that was from her foster care days
0: yeah And then when the... I was like she she keeps something alive yeah She
1: there's the thing with the name in the, her house that's yeah. it's a plant yeah. I think she might have a cat as well but I just know there is a plant that she calls by name yeah and she refers to it by name in conversation with other people I can't remember the name of the plant
0: oh and they think it's a roommate yeah. they assume it's a roommate yeah.
1: yeah and like you see her a social worker comes over and is like do you still not want to open your case files? And this is when you're first like, what? Yeah. And Eleanor's like, no. And then the woman's like, and your mother's still contacting you. Her mother oh. supposedly phones you from jail. And I'm not going to tell you why. it's I say supposedly. Just supposedly phones you from jail. You get the impression it's never explicitly said.
0: She... And... There is one call when she phones her up and calls her a bitch and stuff, doesn't she? And she, she her mum says to Elena. her. Her mum
1: repeatedly phones uh, phones Eleanor. Yeah,
0: and like it's really horrible to horrible her, to her and, yeah. like
1: emotionally abusive. And so the social worker's like, and you're still speaking to your mum? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, via the communications you've described before.
0: And she's like, yeah. And the, well, obviously, the social
1: workers' vibes are really awkward. You start to get this sense of like, okay,
0: something's not quite right.
1: Basically she has to come out of her shell a bit by hanging out with Raymond. Yeah. And then she starts to realise she's not well. She's not fine.
0: And then Yeah, it's a lie, she's been telling herself.
1: Yeah. And then she kind of her plant that she's the only thing she's kept since childhood, which you gather is quite traumatic, but you really don't find out until the last page of what mm. happened. The plant dies and she has just a complete breakdown. And I can't say any more without spoiling the ending.
0: But, but like, it, Raymond's there for her, and he's such a good but friend. But he's the only
1: person who checks on her when she has yeah. this breakdown, and that's the reason it's, it's she like, gets help.
0: It's like he's the only person that ever really sees her.
1: Yeah. He's the first one to be like, you're not fine. Mm. And, like, he sees how she's living in this flat, and he's like, how have you... How How, how is this have people just allowed you... There's a social worker coming in who's seeing this, yeah.
0: and just allowed it to happen. Yeah, and then she kind of gets, like, taken in by his mum and, like...
1: Yeah, she gets, like, a, a bit of a found family going on. And it, I don't know, it was just really well done because it's all yeah. told from Eleanor's point of view. It's quite funny. She says these incredibly blunt things that you know as a reader are, like, awkward, but you're from Eleanor's point
0: of view where she doesn't know it's wrong and no. she doesn't know why it's funny. Yeah, and, like, you go through it in her brain when she's like, why are they looking at me like I'm weird or whatever? Yeah, like, and
1: she gets, like, an obsession with a... um guy in a band
0: oh yeah i which, forgot about that bit yeah so
1: you get lots of clues that something's just not quite right and you don't you really don't find out until the last few pages i feel pages. like
0: she has like a made up boyfriend is it that one in the band that she kind of
1: yes she tells other people that's who she's yeah, dating
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and she has to give up that del- a delusion, essentially, it is. Because at some point she just, she suddenly realises, like, he doesn't know who I am, I'm not dating him. And yeah, it's almost it like it, like hits
0: her at some point. Yeah, yeah, like, she, this
1: fictional, like, this is, she has to deconstruct a lot of stuff she's done. I think she, like, mentions him on the phone to her
0: mum as yeah. well. Like, yeah, yeah, she
1: deconstructs a lot of what she's done in her head to keep her safe from the trauma.
0: Look, we've all been there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, I just thought it was really cleverly done, mm. like, this the psychiatry of it.
0: Mm. Um, I remember being fully shook by it.
1: Yeah, and it's definitely one of those ones that really. Uh, yeah, you cry at the end, but like in a good way.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I read it on a plane.
0: I read it when I was on holiday. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was on the on the way back from a holiday. Um, I'd started it on the holiday and finished it on the plane, and then did the other way around. I started it on the plane, yeah. and finished it on holiday. <laughs> um, but I was like literally getting to those end pages where you finally find like as they're like we're about to land yeah and i'm literally just there like <laughs> i cannot yeah cannot stop. Like, <laughs> like, I please don't land
0: the plane i've got, I've got have a you um cried on a plane or whatever when reading a book that happened to me when i read i think it's called the sky is everywhere or something i think i do cry a bit with and like, Eleanor, the Lee person button. next to me was probably like the fuck (laughs) and I was Um, just like (laughs) (laughs) reading this book on the play
1: well as we discussed earlier, I'm really good at um, silently crying in public so I just did some uh, you know like a subtle you don't yeah like in Supernatural like a single man tear
0: not seeing
1: it okay well there's a Supernatural reference (laughs) Dean the character in Supernatural is very good at having like the single man tear dropping down his face Uh, and that becomes like a thing in the series
0: is um, Dean the one that's played by the guy in Jared Padalecki? No, it's not Jared Padalecki. It's, Sam um, is like yeah. Jared blah, 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 blah. My main beef with Eleanor Oliphant, Oluf- is that people recommend it as a romance and I don't yeah, feel that's not, correct. They, they're never, they're just friends.
1: Her and Raymond, like, it literally is... But like there's a couple of times where he gets a bit drunk and, like, seems to be eyeing her up, and she's like, shut it down!
0: Yeah. Like, but he never. He, he never. He helps her as a friend. Yeah. And I don't. I, I can't remember if there's some sort of hint that it might be something else at any point. But, uh, like, at the end. It's, it's but, implied it could. Yeah. But it's not a romance because that, that I feel, like, takes away for what it does. But he literally introduces her, like. <laughs> to the world basically yeah, yeah yeah so anyway okay so my next one is katherine house by elizabeth thomas <laughs> <laughs> i'm not going to talk too much about this tune in next week for me to go quite in depth on this yeah so this is a uh, dark academia horror it's a plotless book it's all about atmosphere which is okay. my favorite thing it's about a girl who comes from a troubled past (laughs) and she gets accepted into this exclusive college called catherine house which is like a mansion like bought you know cut off from the rest of the world no one really knows anything about it everyone wants to know but no one knows the people that graduate are geniuses and go on to do amazing things in the world if you get accepted, and no one knows what the criteria is to get accepted, but if you get accepted, you never pay tuition and you live there solidly for three years. You don't have holidays. You can have no contact with the outside world. You leave all your electronics and everything behind, and fully immerse yourself in Catherine House and your studies. Mm. So it's very—it's uh, all about like the senses. So it's a lot of descriptions of the food and what she smells and sees. And great book. Yeah, <laughs> That's it. Tune in next week for more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, coming soon. <laughs>
0: okay,
1: number three for me is, and this has been turned into a film, but I don't think it's a well-known film, The Girl With All The Gifts.
0: I've got that up there, I've never read it, and so I've not watched the film because I want to read it first.
1: Both very good. Uh-huh. Film is does a fairly good job. It does diverge off quite massively at the end.
0: That's got a sequel.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. I need to go look at that then.
0: Naughty on this list. Naughty daisies. But you didn't know that, so much, like. I did not know that. <laughs> Tell me about it. I don't know how they could have... Oh, I know how they could have done a sequel, but still. It was so good as it is. That's why I think it's definitely got... I'm going to look this up while she can describe it to me. So
1: basically, this is a world where there is like a... what is essentially a zombie virus takes hold. And you are on an army base where they have... Children who were born, it seems like, with the virus already in their brains, but they are not full on zombies.
0: It's a prequel. Oh, okay. It's called The Boy on the Bridge. Interesting.
1: Carry on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so
0: they—it's
1: like a microbe in this version. It's not a virus. It's like a microbe that takes over and spreads. Once it reaches your brainstem, like you're full on zombie, you cannot speak. But the children can speak to varying oh, degrees okay. and our main character is melanie who's the smartest and most like intelligent out of all of them
0: not like other girls yeah
1: and she's raised in this facility and she doesn't really understand but they it does a really good job of like how they're raised in the context of that because they have to write like they have to write short stories in class one day and she writes the story about like someone's yelling at a monster and it calls her like a fucking abortion which is what the guards call these kids and stuff like that. Mm. You like hideous abortion. That's what the, the guards call them. And they're like strapped in chairs, and they have to have like chains around their mouths to stop oh them. When my. yeah, and these are all kids, and they're literally strapped in chairs, arms tra- chained down, and um, they have chains across their mouths to stop them. They do try and bite the guards. In all fairness, well, um, can you blame them? So. Yeah, and it, they live in cells, apart from when they get strapped into chairs, they get taken to class, their mouths get unstrapped for class, and they get like one hand unstrapped so they can write, and the only reason, like Melanie, she's like, I love school, but the reason they're being taught is as an experiment, to find out why are these kids different? Mm. And they, they basically seem to think a cure lies in these kids' brains. Yeah. And it's kind of like Melanie, basically, as she's, she's eight or nine in these books. Oh, are
0: there are only children children. So, she's
1: a child child, and she's discovering that not only she, she doesn't understand that she's a monster, mm. so she has to discover that she is, she hears about Hungries, which is what they call the zombies, she hears about hungries and she's like, they're so scary. I would never want to meet one of them. When she is one. Oh and no my. no one's ever explained that to her. Because she's so smart, though, she starts to piece it together. Yeah. And she ends up asking the nice teacher, Miss Justineau, who's the one who lets them write stories. The rest of them just drill them on, like, can you memorise the times tables yeah. as an experiment? Whereas Justino teaches them and gets in trouble a lot for doing that, too. Yeah. And... Melody suddenly realizes. She starts to realize like we're being taught because we're an experiment. I'm a monster.
0: Oh, bless her. And like she
1: has to kind of comes to terms. And there's like a, she gets really close to Miss Justineau, And then there's a guard who like makes Miss Justineau, like because Miss Justino keeps forgetting that these are monsters. Like these are still kids that could eat her. Yeah. And he like white. There's a special gel they put on their skin that means the hungries can't smell this sweat and he like makes her wipe it off and then puts it near Melanie and Melanie like tries to bite her and Melanie goes oh my god I am a monster and then she starts to realise that the kids are, there's certain kids disappearing mm. and she's like starting to ask questions about that and it's basically obviously kids being taken and experimented on and killed and she's yeah and she realises that's what's happening and it's basically it's all done from like a kid's, a
0: smart kid but a kid's point of view and. They're, like, they really affect you more, I think, from a kid's point of view, because they're always a little bit naive. Aren't her they?
1: absolute like innocence at the start mm. of it, of like not understanding what she is and what's going on and stuff like Sounds that. Good. It's really well done, and then the, the army base gets invaded by hungries, and then she has to go out into the world with this troop, and they're trying to find the cure, and she travels with this doctor that's been doing these horrific, basically, because they dismember the kids alive because they believe they're not alive. They're like you're dead because you're you're hungry, yeah, and stuff like that. And she like has to see like the brains and like spines of her fellow classmates in jars and stuff. Yeah. And, like, but the ending's so good. I can't really I can't talk about that spoiling. But it it goes through Hertfordshire. Oh. Because they, they go from somewhere in the countryside. So it's set in England. Through to London, they go through Stevenage, like Hitchin, like they go through Hertfordshire to get to London. Oh, so there's like landmarks from Hertfordshire in the book. Oh my god! A film set in so America. Cool.
0: Oh, that's um, why I thought it was American. Cause the no, it's, it's all
1: English. So it's also uh, written in like very Englishy style of speech as well, which I quite like. I don't read many books like this, mm-hmm. dystopian books that are written in an English person's no. way of speaking
0: because no, they usually like, America's trash and it's yeah. going to be dystopian over there. <laughs> oh, that sounds yes, cool. Yes, there's,
1: like, there's landmarks from Stevenage and stuff in it. Oh, that sounds cool. It's very well done. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's really, it's very well done. Um, I,
0: It's a good book. Read it. The Seven Deaths of Evelyn this Hardcastle. on my list. Yeah, Stuart I really want to read it. Oh, he is. It's sad, isn't it? It's a fabulous author. I mean, it's about a death yeah so yeah (laughs) so this is one of those books that it's not plotless but it's very webby okay try and work it out so a guy wakes up and he has like no memory of who he is or where he is and blah 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 and he's in the i think he wakes up in the woods and he's like where am i and then he hears a woman screaming for help yeah and then he sees a plague doctor okay and he is trying to help the woman and he assumes the play doctor has hurt her i think he might hear a gunshot i can't remember yeah i think he hears a gunshot so it's quite foggy in this uh woods and he uh is trying to find the woman that he can hear and he makes it to a mansion um and there he is told who he is etc and he is there for a like a masquerade party weekend and it's that kind of vibe and then he also very quickly finds out that he uh, has to solve the murder of Evelyn Hardcastle and he has seven days to do it mm. and each day he'll wake up in a different body of a oh. guest at the party oh, okay. and when he wakes up he will have the memories of the day previous
1: it's a bit it's almost like a black mirror episode yeah yeah
0: so it's really really good because he wakes up as a different character each day and he's got to very quickly work out who he is Mm. and then he's got to it's like weave in it because he's got it's the same day so he's trying to remember like where his other characters are going to be because they obviously carry on with their lives where Evelyn's going to be at this time because he knows that he spoke to her in this body at this place and he yeah it's it's fantastic
1: god yeah that sounds good yeah complicated
0: um, very complicated very very good very good I read it as a book and then I listened to it as a audio about a year later and it's fantastic as both yeah if if it's if the idea of it stresses you out because a lot of people say it's too complicated but I think it's just because it's so weavy between all the storylines. Yeah, you've lines. got to
1: keep all those um,
0: storylines in place yeah. in your head. So maybe try it as an audio mm-hmm. if you struggle with it. It's really good. I've got his next book, The Devil in the Dark Quarter, which I have started and I need to finish. <laughs> He's just a really good writer. Okay. And writing this book actually almost drove him insane.
1: God, I like keeping this all in place. I can't even... He literally had it like up on the walls like a murder wall.
0: it took him years to I write it. I feel it. like the
1: style of C author <laughs> yeah, would, yeah, have, been would the same. have been the same. But yeah,
0: he said in interviews it literally almost tipped him over the edge yeah. trying to work it out.
1: Yeah. It's like, that's one I hear really good things about on TikTok yeah. as well,
0: like one of the TikTok books that stands up. I've convinced a few people to read it since and it's apparently, I, I didn't feel this way, but apparently it's got a, quite a polarising ending. Okay. Because I was very happy with the ending, but someone else was not, so... Oh,
1: interesting. <laughs> yeah.
0: ah, Great book, pick it yeah.
1: up. Right. Being efficient. Yeah. My next one is The Hate U Give. I want to read this. So good. Mm. I haven't watched the film yet, but I want to. And I hope it does it justice. It only recently came out as a book, and they did that film quite totally. I mean, quick, it, didn't it was quite on the topic of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I believe that's why it, it was just snapped up so quickly and it is so well done. The book is about our main character, Star. She's in the car with her friend when he gets pulled over by the cops and he doesn't seem to follow. He doesn't, no one's ever taught him the invisible rules you have as a black person interacting with police, but particularly yeah. in America i say that because it does happen in the uk but just this is particularly it's very american focused obviously he doesn't she's been taught since childhood hands on the dashboard say yes sir no sir yes ma'am like ask permission before reaching for anything like all of that her friend hasn't been taught those rules and her friend is wrongfully shot by a policeman and then they try to he is a drug dealer so they try to blame it on that and she was like but he had no he had nothing with him he had done nothing suspicious because they were leaving a party where there were gunshots yeah and
0: so, so like they wanted to villainize him in the media like they do in real life yes yeah
1: and that might she comes from she's from like a, a ghetto area where it's like you you don't you don't snitch you also don't snitch on the police like you don't tell the police you she was like heavily advised by most people around her like don't say that it was wrongful just don't keep your nose down just like
0: learn to deal with it yeah that nothing's going to
1: come of it and she's like absolutely not so she managed to find a charity that will represent her as a lawyer ah. so then she can go to court and testify that it was wrongful that he was reaching for a comb oh my god so it's just all about the politics of that it starts riots as it as it should but and it's all like her father owns a shop and they're, they're like writing like black owned on the shops to stop them getting vandalised Um, But her dad's shop gets vandalised anyway because she's the snitch. They find out that she's the snitch. And then she also goes to a private school outside of her area. So they still live, at the start of the novel, they still live in the ghetto area despite having earned a bit of money through their father's businesses.
0: So they put the the money into her education. Yeah, and her
1: brother's. They get sent, I think it's her brother, they get sent to a private school. She is one of like three black kids in the whole year. Yeah. So then, it's a, she talks about those two lives and the way she code switches, and it's done really well. You can, you can, like in her speech, you're like code switching and all that. And not just that, from the her point of view, this these that I would consider very normal as a white person that are drawing to her, that I was like, oh, okay, yeah, not, and I don't mean anything like racially cha- challenging it's just like she goes to a birthday party where they sing the happy birthday song it's the one we know happy birthday to you whereas they sing happy birthday to, to you yeah. and happy everyone starts birthday. singing there's like a mix of people and they yeah. both they all start singing the different one yeah and then it's just really awkward and she was like huh so it's almost like her figuring like navigating that as well yeah. and then through the through this court case she like learns a lot about her friends because mm. she's got one friend who's got very strong opinions and ends up being actually quite racist oh and she doesn't find out until it comes to this because her friend doesn't know that it was her friend that was shot
0: yeah
1: so she's talking about this boy like he's a stranger like and this, she's this, not told that yeah, she I knew him yeah. Or whatever, yeah and she ends up being really brave and going to the press with her own face and like mm. yeah and it, it's, it's it's just really weird and it's really sad
0: Sounds like it, like, encompasses the current climate. Yes. Especially of I the think, younger generation. I think at
1: the time I read it, it was right around the BLM protests. Yeah. And I I don't know, I, I spoke, because I'm not a person of colour, but for me reading it as a white person, it was so different reading it inside the words of someone who was. Yeah. And, the, yeah, the, the fear. And, like, I don't know, it's just really well done. And explained it in a way that, you can, you can read about these things of like, oh, you know, it's wrong for you. You know it's wrong. It's so much different when you're inside it. Yeah. It's very different reading it, like hearing it from the inside of someone's head, yeah. I guess, because that's an experience I will never share. And I, I just, I think it's really well done. Like maybe some, anyone who is a person of colour can maybe tell me if they feel like it was well yeah, done from their yeah. point of view. But for me, it just eye-opening in a way that was like, I'm really like clued up on these things. And then I was like, oh no, maybe I'm not maybe I should go educate myself a bit more
0: (laughs) yeah there's a book I've read recently that I think you'd really enjoy uh, Mm. when no one is watching have you read that yet no by Alyssa Cole so that's uh, set in a a kind of not a ghetto but you know not a fantastic area I think it's in New York and then becomes like the up and coming place for gentrification okay and so it's from the viewpoint of someone who is like losing her home basically like the street is not the same anymore yeah yeah these white people coming in and like the bodega's being changed yeah 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 all this kind of stuff so she's like queuing in the bodega and some woman like gets hysterical that she looked at her weird or something like this and Mm -hmm. she's like what are you talking about like, please, what? this is my neighbourhood. No, I'm just about. walking around. You yeah, know? so I think that's another one that yeah. could be quite good. Yeah, I do really want to read *The Hate You Give*.
1: It, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's a really good book. Um, I still need to watch the film. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like it would make me cry, so I'm saving
0: that one. For when you need to cry, <laughs> <laughs> when you're alone and you need to cry. Right, my next one is Elatsoe by Darcy Little Badger. Okay. So this is a Indigenous author. It's a YA, it's Magical Realism, and it's about a, a young girl, Elatsue, who has passed down through her generations, through the women in her family, has the ability to commune with the dead. Okay. So, yeah. uh, she has a ghost dog, because her dog died, and she was oh, a ghost man. dog. Yeah, and her cousin, who left the reserve and made a life outside of the reserve, mm-hmm. dies. And she and her mum uh, and her friend go to visit his wife, her, her cousin's wife, and then she starts investigating it and finds that maybe it could have been murder, not okay. an accident, which is what people think. People think he was just accidentally hit by a car, but she starts to think there's something more to it. So they delve into that, and it's very magical realism. So that it turns okay. out there's vampires. There's like. A fairies all, right. all of this she discovers she has this power like her her speaking to, to communion to the dead she has a larger power than her mum and grandma had and okay. she she has more of this fanta- like really really in-depth power that her like great 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 grandma had yeah. or something like that where she can go so far she can like commune with prehistoric Creatures like okay. yeah, it's really, really good yeah, and fun. Just... Yeah, so fun. It's 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 sad, but it's really really fun. Okay, so Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Sold>. <laughs> yeah. <Sold. laughs> get it. <laughs> nice illustrations on the cover, just a little f there. Oh yes, it
1: does. Oh that's pretty. And under
0: the under the cover and heart.
1: Nice. <laughs> okay, so my number five is, and I'm not going to talk about this too much because I have talked about it so much. All the bright faces, oh. hands down. Yeah. Best book I read. This has this
0: really like struck a chord with you.
1: I don't. I, yeah. I don't know why this mm, one really stayed fast, with yeah. me. But yeah, go back and listen to every episode we've recorded so far. I'm <laughs> Especially sure. the one
0: about books that made you
1: cry. Yes, in particular. You recently watched a film, didn't you? Yes, I did, and it's not as, I don't know because I knew the ending was coming, or I don't think they go into what's happening with Finch enough in the film because mm-hmm. that's what the the bit with Finch where he's obviously getting sicker and sicker and you can tell because you're inside his head. And then no one else sees it and no one else helps and there's all these adults and, like, support systems letting him down. Yeah. That's when I was just like, he didn't need to, didn't
0: need to. <laughs> Yeah, like, he is mentally spiralling. Yeah. Where are the adults? What is, why is no one just picking up on this? The
1: absolute failing of everyone who should be taking care of him yeah. in his life. And then juxtaposed with Violet's family and how much of they, her supports. And that's where I thought it was quite clever is that it also, it defines the difference between, like, a temporary... Feeling of like, I don't want to be this way anymore, I don't want to live this life anymore because life is hard and mental illness. Mm -hmm. It does that division, but also the difference in like, she has a support system and he does not. Yeah. And the difference that makes in recovery.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah.
1: Whatever, like, whatever perspective you're coming at those feelings from. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. Then I didn't do that well enough, I don't think.
0: Yeah, no.
1: So, yeah, but that's read it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> just read it. Just read it. <laughs> so, my last one, and then I've just got a bonus a little one. Yeah. So, my last one, tune in next week for more details. I won't go into details now because I go into a lot of details next week. Night Film by Marissa Pestle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I can't, I, you need to listen next week. But it's about an investigative journalist who starts to investigate a director who created these films that people were not sure if they were real or not. um and he's got a lot of mystery surrounding him. And then his daughter dies and um and this investigative journalist, we're gonna call him Michael <laughs> is not he's convinced it was murder and that the director whose name I cannot remember had something to do with it. I can't say much more about it. Listen next week, it's fantastic. And then I'm just gonna do one little bonus rep Emily Saint John Mandel. Right. Anything by her is Weeby Webby, okay, and somehow plotless. Nice. So it hits all of the good points. (laughs) Yeah. My son has just come in, full of energy. So if you hear noise, that's what that is. (laughs) Hey, gorgeous. (laughs) Hi, baby. So that is our top five standalones. For this week, I feel
1: like we got better with the tangents towards the end of that one, so I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. I talk about most of these in depth on my blog, so if you want to read full reviews, they're there or Tally's TikTok
0: mm-hmm. or Instagram for both of us. Yeah. yeah. So go to uh, go to the Lazy Book Lovers Podcast Instagram. Click the link tree, and there'll be direct links to everything, including Hi. Tony's blog. Yes. It's a microphone. Mic. Yeah. Was it For
1: We're recording us. We're recording ourselves, <laughs> talking about books for people to listen to. Yes. Like a story.
0: So tune in next week for part one of Horror Recommendations and then also be a part two because I had <laughs> I just had so many. <laughs> we talk, yeah, she had some good ones on the list that were too good to leave out. Yeah. Fantastic. Right, Bye. thanks for joining us. Bye. <laughs>
1: Thanks for listening. Check out the link tree in our Instagram bio for our blogs, TikToks and our own Instagrams.